You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. Well, Woody, uh, the time is moving fast and the clock is ticking. We, uh, as of uh, this recording, have only 10 days until December 14th, so... Uh, the Trump administration needs to get moving on this fast if they're going to resolve these issues, and here's why. December 8th is what's known as a Safe Harbor Day, and Safe Harbor Day, as per the Constitution, it means that the states need to iron out all of their um, irregularities, voter issues, what have you, by December 8th as they prepare to send their electoral votes to the Electoral College. Clock is ticking. I went back and I looked at uh, the 2000 election, the Bush v. Gore election. At this point in time that we're already in, it was already at the Supreme Court. So we were dealing with six battleground states and issues all over the place, and we don't have a Supreme Court ruling or or case at the Supreme Court yet. So this week is pivotal, and here we are, as I record this, it's on a Friday. So next week, it's do or die next week. The Trump administration needs to make something happen next week or this is going to start withering on the vine a lot faster now i'm going to go over what's going on now here i'll wrap up where each state is but uh over the last couple of days there were some hearings here in my my home state of georgia and some of you have already emailed me about this video that they showed and i'm going to talk about that and i'm going to tell you what the left is saying about it too what the fact checkers i did my air quotes the fact checkers what they're saying about it too and then um also some other things in georgia that's going on and then i'll kind of give a recap of the rest of the states and then we're going to talk about biden you know i haven't talked much about joe biden uh, because i didn't want to because you know i wanted to really focus on what's going on in these battleground states in this election but this is going to be the guy potentially could be president of the united states and wait do you wait do you hear what he's up to Holy crap. And then on the second segment of this show, we're going to uh, talk about some things that are impacting the economy and, of course, COVID. COVID, I'm sorry. I know people are tired of COVID, but there's some things happening with the COVID that's just, you know, it's a facepalm moment. I'm getting tired of it, too. I'm getting tired of the lies. I'm getting tired of the manipulation. I'm getting tired of the intrusion of our lives that governments, not just here in America, but around the world, are using this COVID-19 when there are so few deaths per capita to this thing, it's absolutely, it's a fraud. But let's get into the fraud that we're, we're watching right now in our election. So in Georgia, we had the hearings and I mean, if you haven't seen this video yet, I'll put it in my show notes. You got to see this video, but I want to go through this video. I'm going to play it. And then I'll, I want to, I'll, I'll play what a, <laughs> a low, one of the, uh, um, I don't, I don't know if she's with the secretary of state's office, but uh, one of the ladies who was trying to challenge this and she just kind of has a meltdown on video. And uh, then also there's a fact checker that weighed in. So I'll go over that kind of rip through that, but let me stage the video here a little bit for you. Uh, the video is of some counters, and there's poll workers in there. There's allegedly media in there. And, of course, there's people counting in there, the Dominion people in there. And you see them shoo some people away. And then there are four people left in the room. And then you'll watch them. And there'll be some commentary on this, so I'm just leading up to it. I'll let the commentary speak for itself. You'll watch them pull these boxes under the table 
and what pull out what looks like ballots. So uh, I'll let you listen to, if you listen to this audio, listen to the lady giving the commentary on this. And she was one of the lawyers, uh, not a Trump lawyer. Uh, she was asked to do this presentation. Let me go play the audio and the video. So according to the witnesses, the Republican observers, there is a lady who has blonde braids, who comes out to announce, we're going to stop counting. Everyone go home. And in fact, we see that. What happens is everyone clears out, including the Republican observers in the press, but four people stay behind and continue counting and tabulating well into the night from that point, which is going to be about 1025 when they all clear out or 1030. And they will continue counting unobserved, unsupervised, not in public view as your statute requires until about one in the morning. The reason we know this is because when our Republican observers were forced to leave, they went to the Central Tabulation Center and they got news from a or word from a news crew that in fact counting had continued. They have information that not everybody left according to plan and some people stayed behind. So this shocked them. So they returned back to State Farm Arena at about one o'clock in the morning where they confirmed that, in fact, people had just left State Farm Arena in contravention of what they had been told by the supervisors who are running this operation. At about 8 o'clock in the morning, and we're going to roll this back and show it to you. There you go. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting, is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Yeah, upper right hand, you see the gentleman in, in the red. So he just pulled one out. So wh what are these ballots doing there, separate from all the other ballots? And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? Is the question. So these machines can process about 3,000 ballots an hour. You have multiple, multiple machines there, and they're there for two hours. So you do the math. How many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules, to supervise the tabulation? We believe that could easily be, and probably is certainly, beyond the margin of victory in this race. So a couple of things there. Um, she claims that they were told to leave. And now the fact checkers, by the way, they have a different story. I'll get into that in a minute. She claims that they were told to leave, the media, the uh, Republican observers, they were told to leave, and they left. And then they, they understood, they found, somehow found out that the ballot, something was still going on, and they came back at 1 a.m. I remember that. That's important to remember in the story, that they came back at 1 a.m. They came back. That's the part that is important to remember because when I get to this fact checker piece, somehow 
that doesn't make it into the fact check. Isn't that funny? I wonder why. I just, hmm, I don't know. You know, these things are just so confusing, right? So anyway, they, they shoot them out. And uh, the, you wa if you watch the video, and please, it's going to be in my show notes. If you're not watching this on the video, uh, go and look at it, and you will watch their body language. You will watch them wait. They'll watch them watch the people leave, and they'll wait until the people are gone. And then all of a sudden, they pull out these containers underneath from underneath this table, <laughs> and this table's got a cloth on it, so you can't see it until they pull them out. They're hidden. Now, regardless if it's nefarious or not, it doesn't matter. By definition, they were hidden under there. You couldn't see them. You couldn't see them just walking around the room like somebody walking around going, hey, we're counting balances or something. What about these under here? I see these. No, 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 no. They didn't see them because there was a cloth covering up and you didn't see it. But then there's this woman who, uh, um, who tries to debunk it and not just if you're listening to the audio what i want you to do is i want you to listen to her voice this is the key listen to her voice if you're watching the audio or the video of this you know you again just listen to her voice because she's got a face mask on which leads you right there to know that she's of the left right um so but but listen to this and, and check this out because it is kind of funny um thank you for being with us we heard from the secretary of state's office earlier just a couple hours ago that um They've investigated this repeatedly, that they had a monitor on site the entire time. And frankly, this has been debunked for weeks by our Secretary of State's office. I doubt he's what seen the video. Then I think the courts will probably be able to handle this once you present your evidence to them. As I'm aware, there have been about 40 lawsuits dismissed already. And according to the law of the state of Georgia, we do not have the power to submit alternate electors. The provision in the law is quite clear at, tw at 21-2-501-F. Is there a question? Senator, Senator, we'll ask questions. We'll have a time for statements at the conclusion. If we yeah, my that. question is what the question is, since this has been debunked repeatedly, what evidence can you give to us counters what our elections officials have presented us with only an hour ago. You just saw it. Your officials need to watch the video. What about the fact that they say that they had a monitor there the entire time? I can't speak for them. Well, thank you. They said they had a monitor the whole time. Uh, okay. You're looking at the room. Uh, then maybe we should invite them back in. All right. Well, we may need to do that. Senator Tillery. <laughs> okay, a couple of things. There's a, there's a pause in the audio if you're uh, listening to it because the, my internet circled it a little bit, delayed it. I was going to cut that out, and I decided not to because I didn't want anybody to think that I was editing it because I wanted to see. So a couple of things. One, she's at the end of that, what she said. They made me like the bucket. So and then she crossed her arms. She's totally defeated because the, the lady – by the way, if you're watching the video, you saw the lady in the glasses. She's the lawyer that was uh, narrating the video. And it's, it's funny. She goes, you can just look at the video. You can see it in the video. And she's like, there were monitors. Well, you can look in the video. Now, I, don't, I think she meant there's supposed to be monitors 
physical people monitor monitoring this, but they weren't there. They weren't there. And then I love how she says debunked for weeks. And she goes, I doubt they've seen this video because it's all new. So it hasn't been debunked for weeks. And uh, then when she had to throw out that typical leftist mantra of there were 40 lawsuits already tossed out. And if you uh, listen to the show, you heard Rudy Giuliani just the other day say, they've only brought three. I think it's now four. They've only brought three. All these other lawsuits, they're not, they, they weren't brought by the Trump team. But this is what the left is doing. The left is trying to do, you know, discredit the whole process because they know it's obvious. I mean, it's obvious. If you watch the video, what you saw, you saw a group of four people uh, waiting for the other group to leave. And they left and then boom, they pull out these ballots. They're counting ballots for an election for the presidency of the United States of America, as well as Congress critters, local legislators. I mean, this is this is our process. This is our democracy, as the left likes to say, but it's really not. It's our constitutional republic. This is what has been outlined in the Constitution of the United States. You think these people should take this a little more seriously but they don't. So let's go and go through. Here's a fact checker. So, and uh, the left, by the way, is using this, this, this group called leadstories.com. And they've been fact checking a lot through this whole process. And it's so shallow, their fact checking. So let me go through theirs. Here's their headline. Fact check. Video from Georgia does not show suitcases filled with ballots suspiciously pulled from under a table. Poll watchers were not told to leave. Well, let's dig into what they say. Uh, does security camera video show a Fulton County, Cam Georgia election supervisor suspiciously pulling suitcases filled with ballots from under a table after telling poll workers to leave the room? Now, for you leftists that are watching this, I'm reading the article. Okay, I just want you to know. I want you to get an idea. You know, this is why I'm looking at my screen. I'm sorry for everybody else. The left doesn't understand that, so you gotta, you gotta sometimes hold their hand and you gotta give them a little, like, tell you why. Because I'm not reading notes. I'm actually reading the actual article. This is, you should like this because it's debunking it. You should, people on the left. But I'm gonna get back to it if you don't mind. Uh, and did and did that election official continue to illegally count ballots without required monitors in a manner that calls into question Joe Biden's narrow win over Donald Trump in Georgia? Now the monitors are actual people, not like with that other state legislature that you just saw or heard say they don't mean monitors hanging from the ceiling with other people thought. No, 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 no. There's people monitoring. It. You get it. Again, I'm doing this for the left. No, those claims are not true. No, those claim are not true. Well, a little bit of a typo there. Those claim the claims. I think there's two there. Uh, more than one. Anyway, two high-level officials with the Georgia Secretary of State's office and a state election board monitor each told lead stories that their investigations revealed nothing suspicious in the video. Uh, the officials said the ballots seen in the video were in regular ballot containers not suitcases. Okay, that's semantics. You know, if you, most people aren't going to say those are ballot containers. They look like suitcases. Moot point, they're just bringing it up to try to start to discredit the whole process. Uh, and they had been removed from their envelopes and processed while news media and election observers for the Republican Party and Trump campaign were present. We don't know that. We didn't hear that in the hearings. We're hearing that after the fact. So this should come out. And by the way, those four people that were there, they should be subpoenaed. And the people who left should be subpoenaed. We need to hear from all parties. This fact-checking is, is bogus. It's just bogus right now because we don't have all the information, neither do they. They called up and spoke with an official. That doesn't cut it. I mean, it just doesn't cut it. This is government. 
if you're going to call up and talk to a government official and that's going to be your fact checking, you know, I think I'm going to need a little bit more. I don't know about you, but I'm going to need a little more. Now, here's a part to remember. The media and party observers were never told to leave because counting was over for the night. Remember that. I'm going to repeat this again so you remember this. The media and party observers were never told to leave because counting was over for the night. Uh, but they apparently followed workers who left once their job of opening envelopes was completed, the chief investigator for the Secretary of State told Lead Source. So think about that. They, they, they're claiming that the media were never told to leave. The media never told, the media and party observers were never told to leave. But they apparently followed workers who left once their job of opening envelopes. So they want us to believe. This is this is the whole this whole election is they want us to believe. They want us to believe some of this just crazy batshit stuff, right? They want us to believe that the media, the media that was there, and party observers, so this would be GOP party observers, were sitting there mulling around. They noticed all the workers leave and they went, well, if they're leaving, I'm going to go ahead and leave too. They, they want us to believe that. They want us to believe that the media and the party observers noticed the workers leaving and just followed like sheep. They just followed them out the door. Well, look at that. They're leaving. It's like that guy the other day on that uh, video that somebody posted on Twitter, too much language, so I didn't do it here, saying, well, how come she's not wearing a mask and I have to wear one? What are these children? I mean, really, the media and the party observers noticed workers leaving, so they just followed suit? Just like that. This is what they're saying. This is their fact-checking. Um, let me repeat it again. The media and party observers were never told to leave because counting was over for the night, but they apparently followed workers who left once their job of opening envelopes was completed. The chief investigator for the Secretary of State told lead story. So the lead stories called up, spoke with the chief investigator, and said, hey, um... You know, were the media party observers told to leave? No, no, they weren't told to leave. They just, air quote here, apparently followed workers who left once their job of opening envelopes were completed. Makes complete sense. Oh, my gosh. I mean, pfft, why do we question it anymore? I don't know why I do. I don't know why you do. I, pfft, let's move on and just say, okay, because apparently – they followed them like the sheep they are. But still, I want you to remember this part I just read. The media and party observers were never told to leave because counting was over for the night. Remember that. I'm not done with that, that statement yet. Uh, the observers were free to return at any time, she said. Georgia law allows observers but does not require them to be there for ballots to be continued. So the media and the party observers left uh, because they followed the workers. And according to, again, this lady's statement, well, we, told, or we heard talking about this that they came back at 1 a.m. because they realized work was still going on. They just followed these people out, but they came back. They came back because at 1 a.m. because, well, some, you know, what were we thinking following those workers out? I think we made a mistake. I, I, there may be work still going on. So we might want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe that, let me tell you, 
I, I need to sell you something that doesn't exist. All right. Now, I still want you to remember this part. I'm, I'm still, this is still relevant to the story and debunking the debunkta. Uh, the media and party observers were never told to leave because counting was over for them. Remember, they said that. They never told them to leave. They're saying that. Uh, back to the debunking story. The claims made at a Georgia State Senate hearing by a Trump lawyer appeared in a video posted on YouTube on December 3rd, 2020 by Trump's campaign titled, Video from Georgia Shows Suitcase Filled with Ballots Pulled from a Table After Poll Workers Left. Uh, again, remember, they're not suitcases. They got that part right. I mean, I'll give them their due. They got that part right. So it goes on to now start quoting. Watch video footage from a hashtag Georgia show suitcases filled with ballots pulled under the table of supervisors told poll workers to leave and four people stayed behind to keep counting the votes. And again, you've got the video here. Uh, Epoch, the Epoch Times reported the false claims in an article titled Georgia State Farm Arena Footage Shows Poll Workers Staying Behind Pulling Out Suitcases with Ballots. President Donald Trump's legal team on Thursday presented surveillance footage to a Georgia state legislature hearing that appears to show election ballots counting workers kicking out poll observers late at night. And this is from the Epoch Times. We're going to fast forward. Jo Gabriel Sterling, a Republican in Georgia's voting system Implementation manager told lead stories during a phone call on December 3rd, 2020, that, that what can be seen in the video is normal procedure and nothing looks bizarre or odd. Uh, if you watch the video, could you tell me if nothing looked bizarre or odd? I mean, I, you know, what, I, it's normal. Don't, you're too stupid to know how votes are counted. It's normal. You don't get this stuff. You don't do it every two, four years. You're, you're an ignoramus because this is normal. This is normal. What's wrong with you? What, how can you not see it's normal? I don't think that people poll observers and media leaving and soon after they pull ballot box cases, the things that hold ballots, those cases, that look like suitcase. Got to tell you, they look like suitcases. That they pull them out from under table hidden by a cloth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's go down to a relevant part here. Uh, da, 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 but the ballots were in standard containers. They, okay, we got that part. There was never an announcement made to the media and observers uh, about counting being over for the night and then needing to leave, according to Watson, who has provided information by the media liaison who uh, was present. She said they just followed the cutters as they left. Remember, they just followed them. Uh, in addition, she explained that only ballots that were scanned after the media and other observers had left were those that had already been opened in front of these observers. So we've already opened these, but I thought the observers were there to watch them scan everything. So because they were opened, they're, it's okay now. I mean, these are already opened. You don't have to look at these. You don't have to watch what's going on with these. Contrary to the claim, the ballots were not in suitcases. Oh, they're sticking to that claim. They're bringing it back. She said the black boxes have been seen in the video are the standard containers used for the ballot counting process. Remember, you're an ignoramus. You don't know the process. This is normal. Because you don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. Don't, don't be ignorant. This is normal. This is so normal. Uh, let's see. A state election board monitor who asked for his name not to be used due to safety told lead stories on the phone on December 3rd that he was present at the whole voting county location beginning at 11.52 p.m. After leaving briefly at earlier in the evening, he then stayed until 12.45 a.m. when the work that night was completed. But wait a minute. We, the people they, that left came back at 1 a.m. because they saw work was still going on. But I thought they also said that they thought the work was done at 10.30. Hmm. Q. 
curiouser and curiouser and curiouser. Uh, there is one other part here that I'm going to get to, and then I'm going to show you that this is completely, completely bogus. And here it is. Election workers known as cutters because their job was to open absentee ballot envelopes and verify balance for eventual scanning and counting were dismissed for the night sometime after 10 p.m. on November 3rd. Wait a minute. They were dismissed. They were dismissed. Do you hear that? Uh the, 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 the election workers known as cutters because their job was to open absentee ballots envelopes and verify ballots for eventual scanning and counting were dismissed for the night sometimes after 10 p.m on november 3rd because their work for the evening had been completed and what they want us to believe is because these workers were dismissed isn't that telling them that they can leave that's that's what you know they're hourly workers you're dismissed for the eating are they going to stay uh but they can't stay because they'd be off the clock and in some states that's illegal they, they couldn't work but could they hang around sure but you're dismissed your work is done here it's 10 p.m your work is done here you are dismissed for the day okay thanks boss we'll be uh back tomorrow right you have our shift yeah yeah you're dismissed bye and because they said the work is done. So they are dismissed for the evening because their work that they, the evening had been completed because their work for the evening had been completed. But wait a minute. Up here it says the median party observers were never told to leave because counting was over for the night. But they dismissed the cutters because their work has been done. And they're, they're trying, they want us to believe that the cutters walked out and the median observers went, boop, 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 and walked right with them. Bull feathers, absolute bull feathers. You can go back and you can look at that video, and I'm sorry, it looks like people are continuing to work. And it, also, we had those poll, those observers coming back at 1 a.m. because they realized something was wrong. Yeah, it needs to go to court. This needs to go to court. But we are in a time crunch right now. And if we don't do something now, we, being the American people who demand this in the Trump administration, get, get this to court. Get this to court. This is probably one of the most egregious uh, irregularities, air quotes here, that we've seen so far. All right, well, let me move on and get to some of the other irregularities because I've got a lot of news that I wanted to cover in this segment. And that just kind of went a little long because it's just so unbelievable what they're telling us to believe. Now they've got it to where you don't believe your own lying eyes. <sighs> All right, so from that, Governor Kemp saw the video and Governor Kemp of Georgia, he calls on the Secretary of State, Raffsenberger, to call for a signature audit in the state. Well, about damn time, Brian, that you wake up, that something's going on in your state. I voted for you, man. Come on. They don't let the left do this. You had a hard fight in your election. You were Secretary of State. You know how this works. And calling on Secretary Raffsenberger for a signature audit is not enough. Demand Secretary Raffsenberger do it. No call on him. That's such weak BS, wishy-washy words, and I'm tired of wishy-washy. We're at a point now where we got to act, and we got to act quick. 
So legislatures, and this is another article, this came out of uh, the Epoch Times, legislators seem very interested in evidence at Georgia's Senate hearings, Trump attorney, seem very interested, that's not good enough. I don't want seem very interested. That's another wishy-washy term. I don't want them to seem very interested. I want them to get involved. I don't want them to seem very interested. And by the way, if you are in sales, and you are dealing with a prospect, and that prospect starts giving you a lot of buying signals like, yeah, this is great, I love this. Hey, let's talk about this some more. I think I like that. That's called uh, happy ears. They're telling you what you wanna hear. And the sale, correct me if I'm wrong, the sale typically doesn't go through when you hear that, right? You think you got a sale, you don't got a sale until you have the check, but you think you got a sale because they're telling you what you wanna hear? That's what they're doing right now to us. The legislatures seem very interested. I don't want seem very interested. The subheadline here is urges voters to contact their legislatures to take action. My legislature, unfortunately, is a wishy-washy, do-nothing Democrat. Now, here's something else that came out of the Georgia hearing. Now, what's going to happen here, right? This is another one of Trump's legal team. This is what they uncovered. I don't have time to play the video, so I'll just give you the stats. 2,056 felons illegally voted. 66,248 under 18 voted, 2,423 weren't registered at all, 1,043 used a P.O. box, 4,926 voted past the regulation, the date, uh, 10,315 died before the election, 395 voted in two states, 15,700 moved out of state and 40,279 changed county and didn't re-register to vote. That's more than the 12,600 needed, by the way, for Trump to win the state of Georgia. Where is the lawsuits? Where are the lawsuits? This needs to go to court fast. We have no more time. Time has run out. I'm recording this on a Friday. Courts do operate uh, on the weekend. We, we've seen fi uh, petitions filed on the weekend because you can file them in the state of Georgia, as I'm sure many other states, electronically. Something needs to happen, and it needs to happen quick. If all this is true, there's more than enough here to turn over the election. But here we are. It's in the first week of December. The election was November 3rd, and we're just now getting this? It's unacceptable, ladies and gentlemen, unacceptable. Um, Jordan Secular to Newspack TV. Trump campaigned to file a lawsuit in Georgia contesting 2020 results. About damn time. Let's make it happen. Here's the first paragraph. The Trump campaign will file a lawsuit in Georgia Thursday night, so that should have already been done, contesting the result of the 2020 presidential election in the state. Jordan Secular, by the way, that's, uh, I think, is John Secular, one of Trump's lead attorneys. That's his son, Jordan Secular. A member of President Donald Trump's legal team said during an appearance on Newsmax TV. Might be this evening on the video that we're seeing just now that will contest the entire election, Secular told Chris Sal uh, Salcedo in reference to a video out of Fulton County allegedly showing workers counting votes without Republicans or Democrats. That's what I just showed you. So if that doesn't happen, 
people are going to get pissed off. I mean, here's another from the Washington Examiner. A federal appeals court in Georgia will hear an expedited appeal of former Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell's request to gain a temporary restraining order forcing audits and a forensic examination of Dominion voting machines used by the state in the 2020 election. So we've got the Trump campaign is about ready to file their suit. And if they hadn't filed it last night, Thursday, I hadn't seen anything about it this morning as I record this on Friday. This needs to happen now. And also positive news is a federal appeals court in Georgia will hear an expedited appeal of former Trump campaign manager, Cindy Powell. Now that's disingenuous, by the way. The Washington Examiner does this crap. She is not a former campaign lawyer for Trump. She never was an official lawyer. She was not an official lawyer for Trump. She was aiding in this, and then they both decided that each one had a different strategy. Again, the media just is disgusting, simply disgusting. And over in Wisconsin, Trump sues Wisconsin over unconstitutional and unlawful election results. However, the Supreme Court declined to hear Trump's challenge in Wisconsin. The state's high court said the case must first make its way through the lower courts, but they didn't dismiss it outright. But again, our issue here is time, time. Time, time, and time. We're running out of time. Once December 14th hits, it's over. And, you know, it may be over December 8th with the safe harbor date. So, but now the Trump administration needs to put that case through the lower courts to get it to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Now, here's the problem with that. Let's say the Wisconsin Supreme Court rules in favor of Trump. Now, the Biden team could appeal that. Now it's got to go to the Supreme Court. Time. That's what we're fighting. We're fighting a clock. A clock is ticking, and it's ticking fast. Here's another headline out of the Epoch Times. Voting machine USB drives had totals altered overnight witness in Nevada election contest alleges. There was a hearing in Nevada as well, and a witness brought forward by the Trump campaign in its election contest in Nevada alleged that the memory disks used to store vote totals from election machines during the early vote period had the vote tallies inexplicably changed overnight. Imagine that. According to a presentation at an evidentiary hearing in Carson City on December 3rd. So Georgia kind of took all the press because of that explosive video that came out. But Nevada also had its hearings. Also, Missouri lawmaker calls on A.G. Schmidt to prosecute Dominion voting systems for unpaid taxes to demand release of software code. This is a nice, or not a nice, an interesting little twist. So this Missouri lawmaker, uh, Justin Hill, has uncovered a report. This see, it's dated 10-28-2019, Dominion Voting Systems, Inc. It's from the Administrative Dissolution of Revocation for-profit for corporation. Here was what it said. The above corporation had failed to comply with Section 35.486 of 351.602 RSMO by failure to pay franchise and or income tax. It's Dominion Voting System. Therefore, the above corporation stands administratively dissolved or revoked under the provisions of section yada, yada, yada on 10-28-2019 subject to uh, rescission as in these acts provided. A corporation administratively dissolved may not carry on any business except that necessary to wind up and liquidate its business and affairs under section 351. Four seven six. So that'll be curious to play out. Did they resolve that in time? But apparently they didn't pay some taxes and uh, they may not be allowed to do business in Missouri. And they were the ones who did the election in Missouri. Hmm. Hmm. Also in Nevada. 
And Nevada court hears of USPS witness obstruction, flawed machine inspections, and deceased voters. Uh, since the election contest case was filed, a host of development has occurred regarding officials receiving access to inspect voting systems and data revealing the extent of fraud in the swing state. Uh, this was from the National Post on December 3rd, 2020. So there's a lot going on. And it needs to go on, needs to go quicker. Now, also in the Epoch Times, they, they did a nice little profile of all the states. I don't have time to get into it right now. But um, the last article I want to go over real quick is from the Epoch Times. And the headline kind of tells it all why this battle is so important. And why the Trump administration um, needs to act and act fast. And I'm not saying they're not. But as we watch the clock tick, we need to see things happening. Uh, Here's the headline. Election fallout reveals battle between freedom and communism. A choice that transcends the political right and left. This is an editorial. Now, this was written on November 13th of 2020 originally, and it was updated November 26th of 2020. But it caught my eye because I've been talking a lot about this. There's a Chinese connection here. And I've been talking a lot about what the Chinese goals are, that they're, they've already uh, met their 100-year goal, their 100-year anniversary in 2021. They've already hit the goal they wanted to achieve in 2021. They hit it last year in 2019. And they have other economic goals that they want to achieve in 2049, which is to be the world's economic leader. And you on the left, you don't care about that. You, I mean, you're going to go to Starbucks, you're going to get your latte with full of calories and all kind of crap in there. And, and I'm not bashing Starbucks, but I, I drink my coffee black, all right? I like my coffee like I like my politics, bitter and black. So, but you, you like it all sugary and sweet. You don't think, people don't think that this could happen in our nation. They got these comfy lives. They get into their SUVs. And I'm not knocking SUVs. I got one too. My wife drives an SUV. They get into their big comfy cars. They watch their flat screen TVs, which are very, very cheap right now, thanks to being made in China. Uh, you know, they get the Netflix. Look, it's only, what, eight bucks a month, nine bucks a month, 12 bucks a month. I don't know. I don't have Netflix. They get all this right delivered to their door, eating their popcorn, you know, drinking their Chardonnay. In case of Hillary Clinton, maybe three bottles, four bottles in one setting. And they don't think this could happen to us. But read, let me read a little bit of this article, and I'll put this in the show notes too. When the founders of our newspaper fled a communist regime to come to America, they never expected that this great nation would one day become the focal point of the battle between communism and freedom. Many Americans believe communism is an abstract concept something that only affects faraway nations without realizing that it has already arrived at our doorstep. Communism has spread in America under names such as socialism, progressivism, liberalism, neo-Marxism, and so on. In a slow process over decades of systematic subversion by the first, by the, first the Soviet Union and now the Communist Chinese Party. This culminative battle for the future of America and with it the rest of the world is now coming to a head in the U.S. presidential elections. And I'm not going to read the rest of it, but I do encourage you to because uh, it is spot on. It's, it's the frog boiling in the water. You don't want to be the frog. You know, it may be nice and comfy right now. It may feel like you're in the sauna, but they keep turning up the heat. And this election... Are you on fire? Are you angry? Now, you leftists aren't angry, 
but you still are. Actually, the left are. You are. I actually am wrong about that. The left is still pissed off. Why is the left pissed off? You know why the left is still pissed off? The left is still pissed off because they didn't get absolute power. They didn't achieve their goals this election. They may have got orange man bad out, but they did not achieve their goal. If, if Trump is not able to maintain his presidency, he is ousted and Joe Biden becomes president of the United States. He's effectively a lame duck right after Inauguration Day. That is, unless he gets the Senate. If he gets the Senate, he can do some damage, but he still can't do a lot. They, the left does not have the power to amend the Constitution of the United States. Regardless of what happens with the presidency, regardless of what happens with the Senate, the left does not have enough votes in the House nor the, the state legislatures to amend the Constitution of the United States. The supreme law of the land will be intact as the supreme law of the land, but if they do get the Senate, they'll stack the courts and they'll start messing with our laws. They'll start overturning certain, they'll start using the, that power, the power of the court, to wiggle room things through. And we can't let that happen. Do not buy into this false narrative that because Loeffler, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue haven't been a part of all of this, that you should sit out the vote if you live in the state of Georgia. Don't buy into that narrative. You need to vote on January 5th and you need to vote for the Republican. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor. Please do visit my website, thepblpodcast.com. I put my show notes on there as well. If you are listening to this on Apple iTunes, please be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating, and you'll see the show notes there, pretty easy to access. And I am asking you to please get on my YouTube channel, Politics and Brown Liquor, and subscribe to that. Again, life is not the matrix. It's an algorithm, and this one way we can battle big tech rising up the algorithm by liking, following, sharing, subscribing, and rating five stars. They can't, they can't do anything about that. They'd have to change their algorithm for everybody if they wanted to do something about that algorithm. And you can help conservative voices, not just this voice, but all conservative voices, whoever you listen to, whatever platform, like, follow, share, subscribe, and give them all a five-star rating. Now, if you want to give low ratings, do that to those on the left. Anyway, thanks again for listening to PBO Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor.